Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hi everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And we have a special guest today. We have Kay. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. So we are recapping the Great American Bacon Show Holiday Edition, Season 5, Semi-Final and Final. Pretty exciting. Yep. Um, What did you guys think of the episode overall? Or the two episodes overall? Because we're going to be doing both episodes. It was uh, a little surprising. Yeah. I thought it was great. I think it was the best two episodes of the season. So, um, in the beginning of the episode, we have four remaining bakers, because it is the semifinal. We have Alex, Andrew, Dana, and Marissa. So, at the beginning of the episode, who did, who did you think was uh, going to go home and who was going to get star baker? I believe I picked everybody, <laughs> but Brother Andrew was my person to win and also go home. So, last episode... <laughs> last episode uh, yeah, I guessed Alex would be Starbaker. <laughs> and I think I guessed uh, Marissa or Dana to go home. I think I said Marissa to go home. Marissa to go home. Okay. What, what about you, Kay? What, what were your um, thoughts at the beginning of the episode? I was thinking that Alex would be Starbaker and that perhaps Brother Andrew would go home. Hmm. Good guesses. Yep. Yep. <laughs> more on that later. Right, more on that later. So just to recap... Um, Star Baker, like Tally at this point. I think Alex and Marissa were the two bakers who had Star Baker twice. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else has Star Baker once. Mm-hmm. And they kind of recap it at the, be- at the beginning of the episode. There's actually isn't, there isn't an intro from Spice and uh, Emma at this episode. It's just a recap of the, the season, which is uh, fitting. It's setting up the stakes for the rest of the episode. So after the, the intro, um, we hear about the signature challenge, and uh, they said that the signature challenge should feel like a party. And I guess because there's no actual theme this episode, the theme is semifinal. We got kind of like different challenges. Yeah, is that how they always do it? <clears throat> I don't know if for Great British Baking Show. I think the semifinal is like a themed week. Hmm. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like they usually put in a hodgepodge of different yeah. um, challenges, so. Yeah. I know during the final, like, it's always just the final, and then they kind of, like, pick a collection of different, like, challenges. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, like, stuff that the bakers, cut, the, the specific three bakers that made it there, that they've been, like, not that great at to, to mm, challenge them. Throw them off. Yeah, to throw them off. But, uh, yeah, I guess they did it for the semifinal of this one, too. A, li- a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So they introduced a signature, and the signature challenge is two varieties of canopies made from rough puff pastry. The bakers get three hours. While they're talking about the canopies, they said that uh, Paul says that it's small and it should pack a lot of flavor. Should obviously include rough puff, and uh, I guess there's um, butter that needs to be incorporated into the rough puff. And they kind of have different ways of incorporating the butter. I think Dana she grates it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we see Dana grate it, and then we see Marissa use the food processor. <laughs> I thought that was smart. Yeah, I think it's smart. I've never done that before, so. I've never used either of those two, but it sounds much better than Oh, you've never made rough puff pastry before? (laughs) I have not. (laughs) 
Okay. So yeah, that's important, incorporating the butter. And also they say that the lamination, which is that folding the butter into the rough puff. Uh, it's very important to get the flaky layers. So let's get into the bakers. First we have Alex. And uh, did you notice what kind of earring Alex is wearing? Yes. What was it? A high heel shoe. This is the first one that I was like, how does this relate to the episode? But I think it's a party. It's a party. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. You gotta wear your heels. That's Did right. Did you wear your heels to your parties? Yes, every party I wear my heels. <laughs> <laughs> my nicest heels for the for the New Year's Eve party, I guess. Um, Alex is making a Thai-inspired party platter, which I thought was great. Because um, he was going to make larb pastry cups. Mm-hmm. So larb is like a dish that I don't think a lot of people know what it is, but I personally love it. It's kind of like a Laos mincemeat. And it has like lime and like chili and um, I think a little fish sauce in it, which mm. I don't like fish sauce, but I love that dish. But uh, I was very impressed that he was actually going to go for this because uh, it's not a traditional dish. Alex has always been like very brave and unorthodox with his flavors. Yeah, he's a risk taker. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely risky because not everybody loves larb. Yeah. I love larb though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big larb guy. Um, I think he used a chicken larb, was it? Because you can make larb with different kinds of meats. and Just basically any kind of minced meat. Yeah, it looks like chicken. Yeah. And he, he also made a spicy curry hand pie, which is uh, less unorthodox, but still risky compared to like better bakers. Mm-hmm. So during judging, they said that his uh, curry hand pies were large and had a nice heat to it. Although there was a big gap. Um, I think he used he didn't use enough filling. Mm-hmm. So that he could he could use more pastry to actually get it more packed still. <clears throat> um, for his larb, they said that the the filling was amazing. However, it was dry. Yeah, it's kind of a mixed reveal there for uh, Mr. Alex. Although personally, I think that's great. <laughs> I've never seen anyone use like something that like niche before in baking show. That's cool. So moving on to Brother Andrew, Brother Andrew makes sophisticated childhood bites, which uh, one element is goat cheese and caramelized onions, uh, kind of like a bite. And the other one is croque monsieur volivants. Fancy. Volivants. Fancy names. Yeah. So a volivant is uh, kind of a stacked circular puff pastry. And the term, uh, I think in French, means wind blown. Mm. So uh, some very windy... uh, Pastries. Pastries there. <laughs> and he's not the only one that makes volivants. I think uh, um, Marissa makes some volivants too. We'll talk about hers later. But uh, yeah, um, he also has to make a Mornay sauce that while he's uh, kind of making it, the judges come by. And I think Sherry's like, but that can get really soggy or really like, gun-. she said gunny, gummy? Gummy. Yeah. So uh, kind of some danger there. And I think they're trying to instill some fear in him, which he didn't really fall for. He's like, yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> He's very at peace. Yeah, I think so. He he doesn't get as nervous as other bakers. Although, like, um, between the four bakers, I think Dana, she's the one that gets the least nervous. Dana is, like, zenned out. She's yeah. the most chill. She's like, I'm just going to do what I love. Yeah. Or she is an ad executive, so maybe, like, um, she's very stressful at work, and this whole, like, show is, like, nothing to her. There was a scene where she was talking with Paul, and I think Paul said something that would have shaken most contestants, but she was totally just in the moment. She's like, I'm just going to have fun with it. And yeah. it, I felt like that irked him. 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Paul was mad about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, moving back to Brother Andrew. Um, during during judging, the judges said that his uh, Mornay, Mornay was actually fantastic. And it was a lovely flavor. And uh, he said in response, that's good. Amen. <laughs> and they liked his Crocmans or Valamans too. Overall, his bag actually got a sherry high five. That's right. Right. I'm not really sure what it means. So I think we're at two sherry high fives, <laughs> one sherry fist bump, right. and three handshakes. That's right. Paul Hollywood handshakes. That's the total so, that we're at. So right. what's, That's the more, what's more important, a sherry high five or a fist bump? I don't know. I think the fist bump. I think the fist, it was yeah. a fist bump plus explosion. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I think that is yeah. more gratifying. Yeah. So what was our guess for the overall, um, like... Hollywood handshakes? I believe you said eight handshakes. Yeah. And I said five handshakes. Because remember the first three episodes? He gave out one He was each. just doling them out. Yeah, he was just like passing them out. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Would you would you qualify those sherry things as handshakes? I don't know if those are a thing yet. Yeah. For, like for our tally? Are you trying to bump your, <laughs> your handshake? She's so changed them. So it's like, well, what does this mean? Yeah. She's not very good at like um, branding herself. Right. She should have just stuck with one, right? <laughs> right, right. But, yeah. Any, anyway, Brother Andrew did very well. Um, he got a Sherry high five. That's right. Moving on to uh, Dana. Dana Banana. She makes Italian comfort canopies, which uh, one of the, the bakes contained ricotta and peas. And that one contains peppery sausage and rapini puff. So rapini, uh, we looked it up. It's kind of like a broccoli rab. Mm. Yeah, kind of leafy. But some good flavors there. Um, during judging, the judges said that her bake was slightly messy. However, her homemade ricotta was beautiful. Um, it was like she got it at a farmer's market, <laughs> which is a compliment, I guess. That's what Sherry said. <laughs> and her uh, peppery sausage rapini puff was fiery and fantastic. So pretty good there, mm-hmm. yeah, Miss uh, Mrs. Dana with uh, nerves of steel. Moving on to Marissa, who may not have nerves like Dana. <laughs> Marissa makes a feast of several fishes, um, bites, which contain volivants as well. The her volivants were filled with shrimp and scallop rangoon, which is pretty good. Um, if I could eat shrimp, because I'm allergic to shrimp, I would totally eat that. And also, it's probably the most expensive bite that anyone made in the tent. <laughs> Do you think there's like a like a price like cap for the bakers? No, no? I think they get whatever they want. They could get like, they could use like all the caviar yeah. and like the finest meat, like wagyu. Yeah. Don't they have to bring their own ingredients? Uh, that's maybe. Oh, ooh, that's an interesting like for factor the, for the signature stuff. Yeah, I think so. Ooh. Because if you had more income, yeah, or a sponsorship, right? <laughs> yeah, you could use higher higher Cause, ticket cause items. They get to practice this at home, so yeah. I imagine, and yeah. they've brought in whole main things before, so yeah. I imagine it's it's all theirs. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. So, Em, if you were on a baking show, would you bring every week like the finest wagyu steak? They're like, he's doing it again. He's making wagyu steak again. I would, but at home, I would be practicing with the low grade stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> uh, for her other bake, she makes uh, pizza ladier. Am I pronouncing that right? Pizza ladier. Is that French? Pizza ladier. Pizza ladier. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Which are tarts. Uh, she, she made hers topped with anchovies. And I guess the pizza ladier 
Sadly, air derives from pizza, which is anchovy paste, or pizzala, which is anchovy paste, which is from Nietzsche, French. Nice. Nice, France. <laughs> I totally butchered that. You it's, made it sound more fancy. <laughs> it's from Nice, France. We're going to get Rosetta Stone yeah. French before the <laughs> next series comes yeah. out. Uh, sorry, French listeners. Sorry. <laughs> So the kind of the story on Marissa for this challenge was she was behind in time. Um, she was still shaping her uh, her pastry while other better bakers were putting theirs into their ovens, and uh, she she had a little, some trouble there. So during judging, the judge said that her pizza delaire was, was too light; uh, it needed more time. The filling was good, however, the inside was raw, and uh, for. Or Volivant. They said that it was a triumph, however, but also needed more time. It also seems like the judges just want to kind of pick on her, unless that's just the editing. Because she, she gets a lot more nervous than the rest. Yeah. I think she, she's more successful to, like, Paul's intimidation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when they were walking around, they did say, like, oh, are you going to have enough time for this? Is this going to turn out okay? And I think they got to her. She's not, like, Dana. My brother Andrew. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> so um, at the end of uh, the signature challenge, I think Andrew is kind of on top here. Brother Andrew. Brother Andrew, he did well. Yeah. Alex is struggling a little bit. Uh, Marissa is struggling, struggling. And then Dana is kind of uh, pretty pretty well she too. She good. did good. She did good. Yeah. So moving on to the technical challenge. Da-da-da-da. Technical challenge. So for the technical the bakers were tasked with making four perfect souffles. This was a kind of interesting challenge. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. They haven't done... I was wondering if they had done souffles before. Because this is the first time we've seen them do a staggered start. They have. Right? Did, and did they stagger the start before? Mm-hmm. Oh, they did? So every they time they do... They did a it? chocolate souffle technical Ooh. in the past. I think it was one of the British ones. Yeah, I don't British remember which... The flagship show. I don't know which country I Ooh, watched, okay. But. Yeah, we watch a lot of different <laughs> countries of uh, <laughs> making shows, so... Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of history. But yeah, souffles were pretty interesting because they staggered it. And it was kind of weird because they let the first uh, the first baker start, which was Brother Andrew. Mm-hmm. And they made the other like, bakers like, put on earphones. Mm-hmm. But they could still see what he was doing. I think they were facing the other way. They were facing the other way? Yeah. Okay. Probably. So Sherry said this challenge is quite simple. If you know all the secrets, that was her advice. Not very helpful. Like, always not very helpful. <laughs> And yeah, it was one at a time. Brother Andrew was the first to start. And then when they actually went to uh, Sherry and Paul talking about it, Sherry says that she chose this challenge because she likes the excitement of a souffle. And uh, with souffles, you eat it first or else it would deflate. And she was very punny and said that the bakers must rise to the occasion. (laughs) So good punny there, Sherry. So Brother Andrew... um, he admits to us that he never made a souffle before. As right after right after this, he does two signs of the cross because he is hopeful <laughs> he can do this. <laughs> um, during judging, the judges uh, say that his bake was kind of underbaked and it was super heavy in powdered sugar, which we kind of caught because at the end of the souffle, he was just like pouring that sugar. <laughs> it was like a snowstorm. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> I was like, all right, that might be a little bit too much. Is he like overcompensating for something? Yeah. Um, so uh, Brother Andrew doesn't do too well on this challenge. Marissa is next. 
she admits to us that she's made one souffle before, or she's made souffles once before. During judging, the judges said that her uh, height was very low. Um, she overfolded her meringue, and uh, she lost some definition that way. Um, I guess it was kind of harsh judging because after the while the judges were talking about her souffle, she started crying a little bit. Mm. So I think yeah, I think from the signature moving carried over to technical, she was just like kind of frustrated or uh, she had some trouble there. It was a stressful day for her. Yeah, it was stressful. Alex next. <clears throat> so Alex uh, says he has no idea how long to bake a souffle. However, uh, in typical Alex fashion, he's just gonna speed through it all. During judging, the, the judges say that the height is good. However, it's uh, almost overbaked. But however, the flavor is good. So pretty good on Andrew and or Alex. Pretty good on Alex and his uh, technique or his strategy of just going really fast kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Dana Banana. Dana says she's actually made them before. Uh, however, she's never made them this fast before. However, during judging, she gets the most height on them. And uh, her souffle is baked through and the flavor is good. So, the judges reveal um, fourth place, which is Andrew, third place, which is Marissa, second place, which is Alex, and first place, which is Dana, which is kind of a reverse order of how they went. Um, Brother Andrew went first, and he was the worst. Although, I don't think that had any effect on it. It's just a pattern. Coincidence. It's coincidence. Hmm. Whoever knew the secrets <clears throat> first, right? Or, or they were facing <laughs> Or they were facing, and they watched them make it. But... Uh, I mean, them all admitting like their like experience with it. Dana said that she's made them before. I think that helped out. And Brother Andrew was saying, I've never made it before. <laughs> so I guess the experience does, does matter a lot for this technical. But yeah, souffle is it was an interesting technical challenge. So going into the showstopper, um, who did you guys think was on top at this point? I think Dana was. Yeah, I think the judges said Dana was on top. Agree. And then when they asked Paul who was in trouble, they said everybody else. <laughs> everybody else was in trouble. And then Sherry says it's a semifinal. She expects nothing but uh, absolute perfection from the showstopper. So they announced a showstopper, and it's an opera cake, which must contain seven layers. Three layers of jacond, one layer of ganache, two of buttercream. And it must be covered in a shiny chocolate glaze. And they kind of talk a little bit about what the jacond is. It's kind of a cake with almond flour, and it uses egg whites as a leavening agent. So they have to be very spot on with their egg whites uh, whisking. Is that the term for that? Yep. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Technical guess term. Fold it in, right? I don't know. Yeah. Never made one. Yeah. <laughs> so Sherry says that the layers must be uh, even, and uh, the, the bakers get on with their uh, showstoppers. We'll first go over Alex. Alex is making a Holita opera cake. And in case you didn't know what Holita was, his uh, his partner's name is Joe. And his uh, pet name for him is Holita. So kind of a stretch there from Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so going from Joe to Joelita. But if I knew, if I know any Joes, I'll, I'll start calling them that just for fun. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> So his opera cake contains a cherry buttercream and a red mirror glaze and also a layer of chocolate ganache. <clears throat> um, I was kind of disappointed by Alex's bake. I thought it was going to be better. Yeah, same. It looked very bad for after when he tried to make that uh, 
that mirror glaze, the red mirror glaze, and I was like dripping everywhere. It looked bloody. It looked yeah, bloody. It did. It yeah, did. If it was a different type of red, it definitely would have been way more bloody. Or if it, I think yeah. it was like chocolate or something, like even a chocolate drip would look better than a red drip. Oh right, That's right, right. True. Yeah, I think it was just bad, and it was like everywhere too. Yeah, what what the opera cake needs to be like super clean, so you can't even have anything dripping. Yeah, he shouldn't have done a drip cake. Although I don't think he meant to. He didn't do a glaze. But there was an issue with the gelatin. Yeah, right? it didn't set. Yeah, mm. too bad. It so, didn't look like it was gonna be as drippy, and then when he presented it, it was just all over the it place. It was gross. It looked, <laughs> yeah. it looked like a crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked like his cake was like murdered. Yeah, yeah, like first attempt or first degree murder. His cake. <laughs> so sad. It was so sad. Uh, the judges, yeah, they they agree with us. They said it was a mess. The mirror glaze was clumsy. It dripped everywhere, um, and actually there was no cherry flavor. Which was uh, that was surprising. Surprising because he we saw him like make much cherries. He even gave it uh, he gave spice a cherry a, a sour try. cherry. Yeah, and spice said it was tart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see but, spice in the background just shaking his like <laughs> super sour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, no one appreciated this cake. <laughs> Unfortunately for Alex, there. Moving on to brother Andrew. Brother Andrew makes an opera for mom cake, which con- contains a banana creme au bear. Banana creme au beer. Banana creme au beer. Au beer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and also had a chocolate banana ganache. During judging, the judges said that the sponge was too thick. However, and then the flour that he tried to make, um, it looked like <laughs> an artichoke. <laughs> that was great, though. <laughs> it looked nice. It did look like an artichoke, though. <laughs> it did. So, like, Brother Andrew, like, he isn't the best at making decorations. He doesn't have that, like, finesse. Um, yeah, and they said the flavor tasted like banana bread, which is good. Not bad for Brother Andrew. Can I point out a quick moment with Brother Andrew when he had two pans stuck together? <laughs> and he was like, all right, Lord Jesus, let's work together. And then he was good. able to separate the two yeah. pans, and he was like, there we go. <laughs> that, was that was great. It's also relatable, because there's been times where I've had two pans stuck together, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> but now you know the trick. Yeah. Now you know how to do it. Right. Yeah. Moving on to Dana Banana, who makes a Neapolitan opera cake. Um, she challenged herself. She like went for it. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I like this one a lot. Yeah. So it had three different cake batters. Um, you know. Your and typical. three different buttercreams. Yeah, three different buttercreams. Uh, quick question. When you guys are eating Neapolitan ice cream. I used to eat this a lot in my childhood. Mm. There used to be always one flavor that would run out first and one flavor that would remain in my household. Did you guys mm-hmm. have this experience? No. No? I'm an equal opportunity. You would eat all flavors <laughs> equally? Because when we used to buy... I uh, want to guess yeah. what flavor. I feel like it's strawberry. So That you would leave behind? I feel like he left strawberry behind. We left, we left chocolate behind. Oh, chocolate. Chocolate? Vanilla would go first for some reason, and then we would <gasps> use strawberry, and then there would always be chocolate at the end Wow! of our household Neapolitan. Interesting. I feel like I would just eat them all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that didn't really happen. And I, I, eventually, as we started asking our mom, like, just buy us vanilla. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need Neapolitan. But she's like, oh, no, it's like variety, so you get all three flavors. It's like a deal. I was like, yeah, but we don't like the chocolate. Did anyone ever finish the chocolate? Yeah, eventually, because it's still ice cream, you know. We're oh, gonna eat okay. that ice cream. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We're kids. We're gonna eat that ice cream. It's just like ice cream was always the last to like go. Okay, but your mom was smart about it, right? She didn't 
buy you another one until the first one was gone. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it'd be all these, like, containers of just chocolate in yeah. the freezer. That would be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dana's Neapolitan cake. Very good. Um, chocolate buttercream, chocolate ganache, vanilla buttercream, all three different flavors of cake batters. So, during judging, the judge said that um, her, her cake was not level. However, the flavors and textures were delicious. It was like an ice cream sandwich, mm. which uh, Neapolitan ice cream sandwich, pretty delicious. Did you always leave the chocolate part? Neapolitan ice cream sandwich doesn't have chocolate in as ice cream. The oh, chocolate... the, that's right. The cookie, huh? Yeah. That's right. It's very good. Oh. Yeah. How did I not realize this? <laughs> is, it, is it two vanillas and a strawberry? It's a it's half vanilla, half strawberry ice cream, and then the, the cookie is chocolate. Oh, it's half and half. Yeah. So did you discard the cookie? No. <laughs> no. That would be ridiculous. I took it, it apart like and a, I saved like it for a, later. Like an Oreo, you just opened it up, yeah. ate the filling, and then... Yeah, <laughs> and I ate it later because <laughs> that's how I grew up. <laughs> Moving on to Marissa. Marissa makes a Cherry's Jubilee Opera Cake, which contains cherry buttercream, a cherry chocolate ganache, and is topped with chocolate cherries. She also attempts to do a red mirror glaze. Uh, during judging, her red mirror glaze is more successful than Alex's. So, um, they liked the mirror glaze. So she, did, she did a good job in that. However, her bake wasn't even. But, unlike Alex, the cherry comes through. Right, right. She had like three types of cherries? Right? Yeah, she had a lot of cherries. So, it seems like um, Marissa doing kind of the same flavors as Alex, but succeeding looked really bad on Alex. <laughs> and she also was successful in her red mirror glaze. So uh not looking good for Mr. Alex here. <sighs> so uh while the judges are kinda deliberating, um they're say they said that Dana did very well and they kinda hint that uh, Alex not doing that well. And then we get two results. And Starbaker is Dana. Mm. Not surprisingly, she was the most solid, most consistent. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, uh, the walking earring has to leave the tent. Were you guys surprised by this? I wasn't surprised yes. by the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But because I saw, like, how he did that episode. Mm -hmm. But if he told me from the beginning of the episode that Alex would be the one to leave, I was like, really? He's, yeah. he's super good. I was pretty surprised. <clears throat> I think it just wasn't his week. Yeah. And also the way they announced this was not normal with like baking show. Mm -hmm. Instead of announcing who would go home, they said the first person going to the final was Dana because she's star baker. Mm. And the second is uh, Marissa. And the third is Brother Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very sad way of announcing who would go home. I know. I was nervous for Brother Andrew. Yeah, I think they said the two guys were in the bottom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, too bad for Alex. He was my pick to win the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Same. Also, he was a technical monster. He won a lot of technicals. He was. He did. Yeah. He was crazy. But unlike David, it, didn't, <laughs> it did not work out for him. <laughs> and I'm sad to see him go on the, the episode that uh, um, he attempted to make that, uh, that lard pastry. Yeah. Which I think was delicious. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I wanted to eat that. Yeah, I wanted to eat that too. I want to eat. Uh, most of the things he makes, I want to eat. Except for so, there's some like weird stuff. I'm like, I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> but overall, very good baker. Um, very fashionable. He was the most... When I think of the season, I think of Alex, probably. Alex, I wanted a person who we'll talk about later. Carlos. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I forgot Carlos was even a contestant. Oh. <laughs> was he the, like, the second to go? 
I think he might have been the second. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Carlos was the baker on the show. Who had and no background. So um, we kind of talked about what they all did as their profession. And for some reason, the show didn't tell us what Carlos did in his profession. But they told everybody else. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's move on to the final. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. All right, three biggers left. Andrew, Dana, and Marissa. Who do you think is going to win at the beginning of the episode? I said Dana. She did so well in the semifinal. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's uh, calm, cool, collected. She's probably just going to keep doing that for the rest of the episode. I said Dana as well. I went away from him before, but I always pick him because I want to pull for him, <laughs> Brother Andrew. You, you thought Brother Andrew was going to win the beginning of the episode? I did. He's kind of like my Alice. Like, I just wanted Alice to win. Uh. <laughs> so I just want Brother Andrew to win. I mean, he's, he's very lovable, right? He's always yeah. optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, Sherry and Paul's, like, creepy, weird, like, intimidation factors don't really work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> he's either going to win or go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only two options. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the final, so... That's a very bold prediction of you. That's right. 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 That's right. So during the opening of the final, um, they're they're wearing, or Emma and Spice are wearing seventies outfits. I love this a lot. You did? Yeah. (laughs) They were sports announcers, right? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what does this have to do with the finale? But it was funny, I guess, because their outfits were pretty uh, fly, groovy. Would you say? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I guess they were just, I guess 70 sports announcers kind of say like weird stuff. So at one point, Emma said, the Biscuits are having a tornado party to which Spice said, solid. (laughs) (laughs) This was the best bit for me, I think, of the whole season. And I have no idea why. It was just entertaining. They're very fashionable. They're they're both, they're fashionable throughout the whole episode. Because when they come in to the tent and they're about to announce the signature, you see that everybody's dressed up. Yeah. Well, not everybody, but. Except Paul. He's wearing jeans. I mean, come on. Spice is wearing a full-on tux. He is. Yeah. He Emma and uh, Sherry are wearing like really nice like black dresses. Yeah, Sherry's was really nice. Mm-hmm. Asymmetrical cut. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Paul seems like the guy that you would invite to your wedding, but he would show up in jeans and like a, like a collared see, shirt. See him in the back. <laughs> yeah. You see him in the back. No photos of this Do you guy. think Paul dresses up for things? Or he's just like, he doesn't care about these like little like bits that people do. I don't know. I think he dresses up when he has to. <laughs> like if the <laughs> producers make him. Because in the, the last season of Baking Show, they did that tribute to Henry when Hen- after Henry left. And then everybody wore ties. And everybody wore ties except for Paul. Mm. He just doesn't like to like be different, I guess. Mm. But no, he likes, yeah, he just sticks to his own thing. He doesn't care about like I don't know. Because he's good at branding. Yeah, probably. Or or he's no fun. <laughs> probably no fun. <laughs> probably no fun. <laughs> yeah. So um they announced the signature and the signature is twenty four shoe buns, which uh, half of them have to have cracklin. So it's cracking in the tent today. <laughs> Did you guys know what cracklin was? <laughs> no, until they started making it. Okay. I thought they were gonna fry some like pig skins, chicken skins, and put it on top. And I was like, this is going to be delicious. That was a weird thing to put on top of a cake, but yeah. it's delicious. And the other half have to be iced. So you know what that is. Yeah. Right. Right. 
So Crackman has to freeze, so I think a lot of them are doing that first because they have to put that into the freezer. And um, while Sherry is explaining the shoe bun, she says that adding eggs is the most important part of it. So uh, let's go over the bakers. Andrew, brother Andrew, makes a Filipino-American shoe buns. <laughs> the Filipino uh, portion of the shoe buns is filled with mango pastry cream. And the American is filled with uh, melted chocolate pastry cream. So, mango, Filipino, chocolate, American. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, sounds pretty <laughs> good. <clears throat> During judging, the judges start off saying that it looks a little uneven. However, the pastry cream in the mango, the, the Filipino bun, not bun, the Filipino shoe bun. It was a bun. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm going in circles here. They said that it was perfect. And uh, the American shoe bun, although it doesn't look perfect, it was delicious. And in the final, he gets a handshake. Ooh. <laughs> so that brings our total to four Hollywood handshakes. Yeah. Two Sherry high fives and one fist bump plus explosion. <laughs> and that was the cumulative total for the season, right? Yeah. So I'm going to give you that eight, total of eight, if we separate the fist bump and explosion into two separate things. <laughs> wait, 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 what was my guess again? Eight. When you guessed five? Yeah. I think you might have won it. Well, <laughs> we'll meet in the middle. All right, we both won. No one, yeah. <laughs> nothing matters. Yeah. Everyone's a winner on this show. So Cracklin is just butter, sugar, and flour. Oh. Hmm. That sounds pretty easy to make. It sounds like a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you put a cookie on your <laughs> on top of your bun. It, it kind of looks like that. Maybe in like different proportions. It so. was like a round disc. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they baked it and it like crisped up. Mm -hmm. Good cookie. Ah, brown sugar. That's how it's. Mm. Not, not regular sugar. Good stuff. So moving on to Dana Banana. Dana makes Mexican and Californian chew buns. Um, her shoe buns contain ginger crackling with orange filling and cayenne chocolate with cinnamon pastry cream. While they're like going over the bakers, they talk. They go to while well, they're talking about Dana. I think her husband comes on <clears throat> and says that uh, Dana is the calm one in the family. She has a lot of tenacity. Um, I guess because she's a high-powered ad exec and she needs to be calm and headstrong to kind of go through that. So yeah, Dana is super chill. <laughs> During judging, the judges said that her crackling, the flavors were fascinating. However, in her cayenne chocolate um, chew buns, the bake was split and uh, it kind of steamed out the, the, the filling. So she left her crackling off originally when she put it in the oven. <clears throat> oh, that's right. And then she had to open the oven up, which let all the steam out to put the little discs on top. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So don't do that when you make your shoe buns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so literally, like, she, she was doing everything great. But all she had to do was open the oven and just opening the oven once just like ruined everything. Mm -hmm. And the judges saw it and picked up on that too. Yeah. She's crazy. I know. <clears throat> the worst time. I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> But overall, I think she did okay. Moving on to Marissa. Marissa did Bolos de Mercado Mexicana, which contains a churro crackling with Mexican chocolate and dolce de leche with coconut cream. So that was the intention <laughs> that she was going to make those two things, or right? Or not that. <clears throat> right. Um, she had some trouble and her Dolce de Leche didn't come out, right? So she, I think she just ended up using chocolate icing. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she was pretty stressed out. Um, I think she did her fillings first for the longest time. Then her dolce de leche just yeah it overflowed, so she couldn't use that. And then she had to remake her, her shoe, shoe pastry. Right. She, yeah, that's too ready. And then well, like they were talking to her, like I think they intimidated her a bit because Paul's like, "There's no room for error. This is the finale." So we have Marissa, then we have Brother Andrew and Dana, who are like intimidation just like flies over them, right? Like polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, so. and then Marissa, I think she uh, she's affected by stress and intimidation. Yeah. So um, yeah, the judges pick up on this. They said, uh, "What happened to the Dolce de Leche? There's no Dolce de Leche." However, um, it came out okay. It tasted good. If you and they said her other pick, it tasted good if you closed your eyes and ate it. Because it did not look good. <laughs> it's just rough. Um, they said it was flat and not uniform. However, the flower, she made like a plum flower. No, no, no. That was later. They said the flavor was good. But yeah, uh, not, not looking good from Marissa there. Moving on to the technical challenge. The technical is a classic phrasier. Is it Fraser? Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's how I read <laughs> it. I'll sell it in scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, classic Fraser. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a frazzy cake. <laughs> uh, which is a beautiful cake with uh, strawberry gelatin, a Genoese, also has marzipan and creme mousseline. A lot of elements. It looked amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's advice for this was it's all about temperature control. Not very helpful. <laughs> and uh, step one of this was just to make a Genoese. So it's the final. So the the I guess the descriptions or the directions are very bare. Um, so Dana gets excited about uh, blow torching uh, the gelatin onto the marzipan. Yeah, out of the pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a cool technique. And there's no direction with cake top decorations. Were you afraid at all that Brother Andrew was going to use a pre-made Christmas bow I think he learned from last episode yeah. oh, okay. not to do that. It crossed my mind. Yeah, I think I think he. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, this episode is Brother Andrew's peak. Like, I was he like was peaking at the right moment. <laughs> oh no! Don't leave that choice up to him. Yeah. He he made a good de- decoration, right? He was, did. I was impressed. Yeah, it was really good. It was like a, a crown, mm-hmm. like a, and it kind of like was bigger than the bake. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, and he put he some just, gold leaf on. Yeah, yeah. I think he just like cut it at the end, right? Yeah, and then uh, Dana she kind of wrote the word. Uh, what did she write on it? Fraser. Fraser on it. <laughs> <laughs> she, her, her tribute to Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote on top of the cake, and then disappointingly, Marissa hers didn't look good. <sighs> So, yeah, not a good day for Melissa. Or Marissa. Marissa. <laughs> During judging, the judges say that Marissa got third. Um, the strawberry was not was not laid out correctly. The Genoese was hiding. And uh, not the textures were kind of wrong. Brother Andrew got second. They liked his cap crown. However, they couldn't find the cream in his uh, Frasier. Yeah. And then Dana gets first in the technical. They said that her... Glaze was beautiful, the flavor was good, and she had all the right elements. So, um, at this point, I think Marissa's out of this competition at this point. Yeah, she wasn't doing well. Yeah, she did. Or she did. not her best. Yeah, well, she was third in technical, and 
Yeah, signature was pretty bad. So I was just like, I think rough, she's hot. Rough start. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just their brother Andrew and Dana at this point. They they had mentioned that she could have a spectacular <laughs> showstopper, but I don't think. It was I think they were just saying that. Yeah, I think. I Yeah. This happened before, maybe. Yeah. Probably. Maybe. Has Has anyone ever like done very poorly like the first two challenges and then just won the last one based off the last one? And then won the whole show? Yeah, probably not. Probably unless, not. like, other people <laughs> on top of all the whole well. season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's higher stakes when you're in, the, like, the final. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and Brother Andrew got a handshake. So. At this point, I think he's in the lead. Although Dana was a technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were pretty uh, close. We can never count Dana out. No, we can't. <laughs> So moving on to the final showstopper, it is mini desserts or a mini dessert tower for New Year's Eve. So they're they're going again with the New Year's Eve theme because it's airing around New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, it must contain the three different types of uh, pastry or three different types of bake in different sizes, and it must be uh, meant for a party to get four and a half hours. So um, Paul City chose this challenge to leave it open to the bakers to see what they would be able to make. And just kind of let their creativity uh, shine through. So, um, yeah, mini desserts. <laughs> Brother Andrew, his mini desserts is a baking my way through life tower, which contains small apple pies, a chocolate sandwich cookie with lime and blackberry. Kind of interesting, chocolate and lime. The drawing that they showed <clears throat> was pretty intense. Like it looked like neon, <laughs> like neon yellow and really vibrant purple. Yeah, it did. And the third element was uh, berry and cream cakes. During judging, the judges said that the presentation was gorgeous. They gushed over it. They said the apple pies were nice. Um, the chocolate sandwich cookie worked very nicely. And the berry and cream cake was perfect. Um, yeah, so pretty pretty good for Brother Andrew here. Yep. Yeah. And I think when they were talking about him, and when they were talking to him, they said that he wasn't like... Uh, he wasn't the most finessed of the bakers, mm. but I guess he pulled it through for this last challenge. Yeah, or like making really intricate designs. Yeah. They want him to do more. Yeah, like that. That, that bow? The bow. <laughs> <laughs> that he didn't even make. Right. <laughs> yeah. Brother Andrew. Um, keeping it rustic. Good stuff. <laughs> keeping it rustic. Yeah, keeping it rustic. <laughs> but hey, he did very well. Uh, moving on to Dana. Dana made a My Favorite Things Tower, which contained butterscotch uh, boudino parfait with salted caramel. It looked delicious. Did. Um, galettes filled with dried apricots and pavlova with blueberry champagne. It was a cool shot for uh, opening up champagne bottle and I think scaring someone, scaring somebody. Was it Emma? She scared? Oh, yeah. That's she right. Huh? Everyone. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the entire tent. <laughs> it was a strategy to uh, get everybody off their toes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, during judging, uh, Sherry couldn't stop eating her uh, parfait. Yeah, Bini, yeah. yeah. She took a second one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that before. Yeah, it looked really good. I um, want to try it. Yeah. They said that <clears throat> overall, everything she made looked fun and festive. They they obviously loved her uh, parfaits. Um, her galettes were flaky. However, the apricot wasn't singing. Yeah, I guess, I guess they didn't get much of the flavor. Yeah. And then the pavlova was a little bit too soft. Um, and 
they said there wasn't enough wow in it. <clears throat> so I think she did amazing in one of her elements and oh, kind of mixed some of it too. Yeah. yeah. Overall good though. Overall good. Definitely good. Yeah. Very consistent, that Dana. Moving on to Marissa. Marissa makes a nutty New Year tower, which contains uh, pistachio pots de creme by Nancy A. with caramelized hazelnuts. So I was like, what is a financier? Apparently it's a dessert in a gold bar shape, mm. which kind of makes sense. It looked like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and her third element was a uh, mini pies with pan and plums folded into roses. Which I, looked, I thought looked, uh, looked very cool. I like that word, frangipan. Frangipan? It's fun to say. Frangipan? <laughs> yeah. Frangipan, frangipan, frangipan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think her roses looked really good. Yeah, it looked nice. Mm. Yeah. I think I'll, I might try to do that one time. It yeah. looked doable. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. It might look like an artichoke. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, during judging, they said that her, uh, her mini pies were kind of bland and underbaked. Um, so her mini pies were underbaked. They said her financiers were overbaked and they were dry. However, did she, well, she did well on her pots de creme, which they said were perfect. I remember she was second-guessing herself. Yeah, she was like, she took it out of the oven, and she's oh, like, she I, need, I think I need to put it back <laughs> in the oven. And she's like, No, I think it's good. I think they cut to a shot of Brother Andrew just looking at her, like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, poor Marissa. <laughs> I think she was still like feeling the effects of not doing well the first day. So that's the showstopper. Um, we get a nice little segment where I was like, Is there is there like a parade or like? picnic for them because i didn't see it at the beginning i was like are they just gonna not do it <laughs> remember the wine and cheesecake incident oh, gosh. <laughs> where they stopped the failure <laughs> unfortunately there, there was there was a night parade or a night picnic for them which is cool um family and friends were like there and some of the past bakers alex was there um, he was wearing the cake knife earring again. Yeah, I, so I actually uh, I had to uh, rewind okay. to double check because I was like, which earring is he wearing for the? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the cake knife one. It was cool to see everybody else. Yeah, especially if they were coming back from the U.S. too. That's true because they would have to fly all the way over. They brought a lot of family over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised by how many people. The show pays for that. That's what I was wondering. Probably. Maybe, Maybe. like up to like two people or something. Who knows? And then two hired actors <laughs> for yeah. <a> family. Yeah. <laughs> two uh, two stagehands yeah. <laughs> to come join the party. Um, while they're deliberating on the results, uh, they Paul and uh, Sherry say that Marissa canceled herself out. It's very sad, but it's uh, unfortunately what happened. Yep. Um, it looks very cold outside. <laughs> so Paul says that it's down to. Uh, Dana and Brother Andrew, and uh, their their showstoppers both had mixed elements, so it was we weren't sure who they were gonna pick. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be Dana. We also, at this point, I, yeah, yeah, I also I thought, thought it was gonna be Dana yeah, too. Yeah, I also thought Dana. So we all thought Dana. Um, so they announced the results. There's Brother Andrew. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. I was genuinely surprised. <laughs> I was thinking it might be him because he did so well this episode. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, Dana's been like very solid. It could have gone either way. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah it could have gone either way. But I'm happy it went to him. Mm-hmm. He, they said he has the most passion and they watched him grow. 
and then he talked about a lot about like uh, love is very important. So very very positive, cool guy, mm-hmm. brother Andrew. He's so pure. Yeah, he's very pure. <laughs> Did you see him and his family at the very end? That yeah. was really nice. That was so cute. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. His family and two stage actors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the season. Overall, a good ending, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was a feel-good moment for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the last two episodes were definitely the best. Because uh, earlier episodes were a little rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the end, again, ended well, too. So, shall we move on to our segments? Let's do it. What was your funniest moment for these uh, two episodes? My funniest moment was when they were doing the opera cake. And Emma, I think she came up to Dana and she was like, music notes, music notes. And then she went to Marissa and she was like, she was like music notes. And, and she was like, oh, no, these are cherries. They did look like music notes. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And I, I probably just dressed Marissa out more. I, know. I actually rewound that a couple of times because it was so funny. <laughs> oh, um, that scene where they cut to Spice trying to cook something but he was just yeah. using a spatula yeah. to, try to get some zest of lemon yeah that, that was, that was that my pick for a funny. funniest moment yeah he yeah. almost got a handshake but not yeah, really. yeah. yeah he got a handshake <laughs> handshake psych yeah. like paul took out his hand and then he like like combed his hair oh no he did like the what is, oh yeah what is called? like a noise like oh, a blowfish yeah, or something the thumb on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. spice also said he was making a rhubarb like rhubarb reduced Corn, lemon, zest, bread, canopy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he was just saying words that he heard. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> All he had was like a, a pear and a lion mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I think Spice, I liked him a lot this season. He was a good comedy relief. Emma too, I like Emma and Spice. Yeah, they're a good combination. Yeah. The spices together. Yeah, the spices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when they were talking, when they did the souffles, and they're like, I put on some ear pods, you can listen to some Spice Girls or something. <laughs> I think oh, I said yeah, that to yeah. the letter bakers. Yeah. No, I think they're a good host for this season. Um, we watched some of the other uh, baking shows from like the different countries, and sometimes the hosts aren't as great. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So uh, we like, enjoyed Spice and Emma mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. It's good. What was your favorite bake? Of the two episodes. I think I would have liked to have tried the Fraser. The Fraser? Yeah. <laughs> the Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that probably would have been really good. Which one? Oh, the sa- I always want to try the sample for the technical. <laughs> <laughs> whose would you would you have tried? I would have tried Brother Andrews. Yeah. Hmm. Even though it may not have been the best. <clears throat> I would like to have something yeah. made with love. Right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, no surprise on my end. I wanted to try uh, Alex's uh, lard, mm. lard yeah. pastry. <laughs> yeah. Even though he he went home that episode. That's what that's the the bit I would want to eat. I think I wanted to try Dana's budini just oh. because Sherry just ate so much of it. Yeah, that's a good choice. So I think that's the season. We made it. We made it. Yay! Uh, thanks everybody for uh, joining us on our discussion of Great American Baking Show. Yes, thank you, Kay, for joining us. It was nice thank having you. you. It was nice having you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, we're going to watch some TV and uh, talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll, we'll announce the next show um, when we uh, get some more information on it. But uh, until then, everybody have a nice 2020. Bye, everybody.